Hey, welcome to Prop Live uh, Q&A. This is our podcast. We're tackling uh, prop and costume making materials and where to get them today. I've got a big old list of all the materials that we like to use around here in our prop making shop. And uh, I'm going to just go through the whole list. We've got the prop tarts in the chat watching live over here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash punished props. And uh, if they have any questions, they'll leave them for me down in the chat so we can... Uh, get as as um, compelling a list of materials as possible. Uh, before we dive straight in, the first thing I want to mention is that if you're new to prop and costume making and you want to get into it and want to learn more and you want to know where to start, we have a really great page for that over on our website at punishprops.com. We've got the front page right here. There's a new to making start here button. Click on that. It'll bring up this really great page with a ton of uh, super useful information. Uh, the first thing is my ebook that's free, A Beginner's Guide to Making Mind-Blowing Props. You can just download that right there if you want it. And then we have a bunch, excuse me, a bunch more books that you could buy uh, and a bunch of other really great free resources. Uh, but I especially want to point out this free ebook. It's a wonderful place to start if you're just getting into this. It goes over some of the materials that I'm going to talk about today, some tools, and um, some techniques. The other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that we did a podcast episode on tools. And I'll have a link for all of this stuff in the show notes of uh, this episode if you want to go back and watch those. But uh, we did this episode a month or two. A month ago? Looks like a month ago. Um, tools every maker should own. It was really good uh, dive into uh, all these crazy pants tools. And it's also a really good list on the episode. And again, we'll have a link for this down in the show notes. Uh, with a ton of really great resources. So um, if you're looking to get started, those are a couple of good places to start. Drop the link in the chat there. Also, if you're watching or listening to this later... Head on over to the show notes and you'll find all these links. Uh, those are all great resources, especially if you're going to get started. Um, before I dive into the rest of the list, I have two more things to point out. One, we will be having a Black Friday sale, which uh, we do every year. Let's see, that is in just a little over a week. Where is Black Friday? Holy crap, that's how time works, isn't it? Uh, I'm not going to go too much into the details of uh, what we're going to be doing on that sale. You'll have to wait and see. But I can say there will be some great deals on things like our books, uh, plus a bunch of new products, things to look out for. So keep your ear to the ground. We will have lots of reminders and stuff so that you guys can hear about it. The sale will go through the entire weekend, so you should be able to catch it. Um, and of course, all that's at punishprops.com. Uh, and then I do want to take a super quick moment to thank all of our patrons. Patreon has been uh, going very well for us lately. We've been doing tons of extra content. If you're a current patron and you haven't seen any of that, then head on over to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash punishprops. And uh, log in and then go to the post section to see all of the patron-only posts we've been putting. So we've been doing uh, behind-the-scenes vlogs from the shop every week. So if you want to get a peek at kind of how things look around here when the normal cameras are off, that's a great place for it. 
the only place for it, really. Uh, we also do extra credit videos for all of our builds. Um, so, Paige, we did the Spyro hat, right? We did an extra credit video for that? Great. So we just put out the page. Actually, Paige, can you sneak over here with your yeah. cool hat? Paige happens to be wearing her her hat already. So anyway, this Monday we built uh, a hat for the for Spyro the Dragon because that game came out yesterday. And Paige is obsessed with it. Ta-da! And uh, if you want a little bit, know a little bit more about this build, we have an extra credit video that we put up on Patreon. It was super fun. We talk about the process and also sealing things and a couple yeah. other useful tidbits. So that's another cool, thanks Paige, that's another cool uh, perk to being a patron and also um, early releases. So our project videos go out every Monday, but if you're a patron, you can watch it on Friday because we love you. So thanks patrons and uh, thank you potential new patrons. All right, let's dive in to our materials. Uh, I'm gonna take a peek at the uh, peek at the chat. King of Pixel is curious about fabric. Fabric is on my list, and uh, we will get to that in a little bit. Let me start with the first thing on the list. Uh, surprising no one, the first thing we're talk about is EVA foam. Obviously, EVA foam has become a staple of what we do around here. I wrote two books about working with EVA foam. I'm still, I promise, continuing to work on a third. <laughs> but like uh, this giant axe behind me, that's made out of EVA foam. Uh, let's see. This red hand cannon is EVA foam. Let's keep going. That sword is EVA foam. That hand axe is EVA foam. That and that and more stuff. That and that and that and that those are all made out of EVA foam super versatile material really wonderful to work with now in the past few years uh, the availability of EVA foam has kind of gone off the rails there's so many different ways to get it in different shapes and forms and textures used to be you'd have to get uh, floor mats and uh, either use the texture or remove it or hide it nowadays uh, you can still do that. You can still get craft foam, which is generally EVA foam, uh, from craft stores like Joann's or Michael's. And uh, you can still do that, but companies like TNT Cosplay and other companies around the world have started to uh, provide their own EVA foam, which means more variety, more options, thicker foam, different densities, different shapes, like um, dowels. And I've seen people doing like triangular long thin pieces beveled pieces there's tons and tons and tons of options out there um let's see oh silent warlock says what about your cyberpunk weapon on the right there all right this guy right here what about that that video isn't out yet but it will be soon it's also made out of eva foam <laughs> um Anyway, we've got a link. I'll throw this in the chat, and we'll put it in the show notes as well. We have a great post on our uh, website about EVA foam uh, with some really great links and a video that goes over a lot of the EVA foam that we use and some of the stuff I've been able to find that's available around the world. So, uh, for example, um, uh, some plastizote foams. We've got um, L400 or L200. Um what was this one? Microlene? 
Some of these ones um, I've only found or heard of uh, over in the UK and Europe, um, but there are lots of different options out there. Uh, now, if you live in a country other than the United States, then you may have to dig around to find uh, whatever it's called in your country or a material that's similar. So, for example, um, when I was in the Philippines, uh, the cosplayers there used what they called rubber sheet, but it was very similar to EVA foam. Uh, so you may have to just find whatever you have around you that works in a similar fashion. Um, but that's that's everything I have on EVA foam. I think, again, that blog post that we made a while back dives way, way, way deeper into what's available. Um, let's see here. Let's grab on the next one. We'll do another foam. XPS foam or EPS foam would either be um, extruded polystyrene or expanded polystyrene. But this is generally... Um, uh, what you would call insulation foam. So it's rigid, unlike EVA foam, which is flexible. XPS foam is rigid, but it's also soft enough that you can dent it with like a fingernail. It is really great for bulking out large, uh, large volumes of material. So if you're going to make a giant sword, you don't want it to be heavy, you could use something like XPS foam. Uh, I actually have, let's see, this right here. This is the, uh, this is great having this prop wall behind me, by the way. <laughs> so I can just point at all my examples. Um, this uh, tactical SMG from Fortnite is all made out of uh, extruded polystyrene. And then what else on here? Oh, this blue one here, my buddy Andrew from, uh, uh, Andrew DFT from New Zealand made that. And he made it with whatever um, insulation foam they have in New Zealand. So I think it, it felt a little bit more dense than the um, insulation foam we have here, but functionally they act very similar. Uh, it's extremely cheap. It's really easy to manipulate. Um, you can get away with just some sandpaper and a sharp knife to cut and sculpt and shape your uh, insulation foam. So it is a, uh, a super versatile material, super cheap. It's great if you're just getting started. Uh, Minto in the chat says, uh, RIP Tactical SMG. I know, this, this gun is no longer in the game. <laughs> uh, another reminder that when I built that, I picked apparently the wrong gun. Um, but, you know, what do I know? Anyway, those are, those are the, the foams. When we talk about working with foam, I usually am talking about EVA foam or XPS foam. Um, and they, they're used for, they can be used for similar things, but they have strengths and various different areas. Uh, I usually keep a lot of both on hand. Um, uh, insulation foam is great for lots of different things. Uh, like I have a sheet I leave on the ground when I'm cutting apart large boards with a circular saw because uh, I can cut through that foam without the blade hitting the floor of my shop, uh, which is really handy. So it's got a lot of utilitarian purposes. Um, Ringleader Luna is, question, is asking about rubber. Um, using uh, rubber for props. Another cosplayer used rubber for his sword prop. Um, the the benefits of rubber is that it, it being flexible, it won't break if you drop it, and it won't uh, uh, hurt someone too badly if you hit them with it by accident, I presume. A lot of the benefits of working with rubber you get uh, from working with EVA foam. I will say that it's hard to glue rubber onto things, so unless you're going to cast rubber out of a mold, um, it's probably easier to just go with EVA foam. Um, casting rubber is a whole other can of worms that we may get into someday. I haven't done a ton of it. 
Um, uh, Andrew's got a question about contact cement. And we're going to have a whole thing about that, but I will make a note when I get to it. Uh, barge versus DAP. So I'll get to that in just a, just a little bit. Uh, moving on from our foams. Uh, hey, have a tier workshops here. Thanks, buddy. Anyway, uh, the next thing we have is silicone resin and, uh, sil or, I'm sorry, silicone rubber and urethane resin. The, the one-two punch. Make your mold out of silicone. Make your castings out of uh, urethane resin. Uh, I get pretty much all of that stuff from SmoothOn. Again, whatever you have in the country where you live is what you're going to have to go with. Here in the States, um, you can order from SmoothOn's website or the Reynolds website, and uh, they'll ship it wherever. Um, they probably ship to Canada. I don't know. You can go check on their website. But one of the coolest things that I like from their website, if I can find this, is they have a really great... Uh, page and again i'll have a link in the in the show notes this page shows all of their international distributors all around the world so if you want to find except for apparently uh in china <laughs> but if i'm in australia i can click on that and i can find uh the apparently two <laughs> distributors uh in new zealand so if you're in sydney you're in luck or if you're in uh, Adelaide? Adelaide? Whatever this is. Yeah, Adelaide. Um, there's a distributor there. So just an example. Uh, if you're looking for silicones and resins, you can uh, go to SmoothOn's website to find where you can find their products wherever you live or hopefully close to where you live. There may be other companies uh, specific to your country that can help you out. Um, but that I go with SmoothOn. Now, we're lucky they just... Uh, put a SmoothOn store or a Reynolds Advanced Materials store uh, in Seattle. So we can just drive there, which is magical. Uh, it wasn't like that for a long time. Mostly the time I would just order stuff from the SmoothOn website. But here's the thing. Stuff ordered from the SmoothOn website shipped from Pennsylvania. So to go to Seattle took a while. Uh, I learned that if I ordered it from the Reynolds website, it would ship from Burbank, California which takes less time. So your results may vary, but you can order the same products from either SmoothOn or Reynolds. Um, I will have a link to this dr distributor page uh, in the show notes, but I'll also drop it in the chat for you. There you go, guys. Um, yes, Ringleader Luna says, where do you get rubber to mold things? This is exactly uh, where we go. I go to Reynolds. They have all the silicone and urethane that I need right there. That's uh, pretty fantastic. All right. Uh, oh, the other thing I want to point out, too, is if you ever have questions about a specific material that you need, like a specific resin or a specific silicone, uh, SmoothOn is awesome about handling customer service, stuff like that. So if you tweet at them or get a hold of them on social media or give them a call, they would be happy to help you pick out the right material for your project. Um, you could ask me, but I would just forward you to them because they are the materials experts. So specific questions go straight to the source. All right, let's talk about sheets of plastic. Uh, I don't know why I sounded so angry. Plastic. So this is like acrylic plastic or styrene or PETG or PVC foam, also known as Sintra. Sintra is a brand. They sell, uh, it's a plastic sheet. It's 
made out of PVC, uh, but it's got it was it had a foam or a foaming engine put in it, so it's lighter weight. Um, it's got tiny bubbles in it. We use that for like making armor, um, lots of other stuff. But it's it's a rigid plastic. All of these I get locally from a Tap Plastics. We have a couple of good Tap Plastics uh, stores around the Seattle area. The one in Bellevue, I used to live near there, so I made friends with them. And I've been shopping there for like ten years. Um, that's awesome. There's also one in Seattle. I think there's one in Linwood. Uh, but you might have a plastic supplier near you and not even know it. Uh, look for places that make custom signage. So sign making shops should have lots of plastic. Um, you can even just go to the hardware store and get like those for sale signs. Those are thin styrene plastic. So if you just need sheets of styrene for kind of cheap um, and you don't care that it says for sale on it, you can just buy it from your hardware store. Uh, acrylic, uh, similar, um, PETG, I get those in, in large sheets just from tap plastics. There's also uh, a CalSAC plastics uh, in Seattle, which if I'm, if especially if I need lots, like giant sheets of stuff, I'll go there. Uh, but one of the things I like about tap plastics, and you may find the same uh, case with uh, your local shop, is they have a bin full of offcuts. So uh, a store like that would really prefer to uh, sell just large sheets of plastic, right? They get a big inventory, they mark it up a little bit, and then they sell it a big sheet at a time. But sometimes people come in and they want a specific shape or size, so they cut it down, they send them off, but they have these offcuts, smaller pieces that they can't really sell for the regular price because they're just little pieces. So they'll cut them down into like one-foot square pieces and they put them in an off-cut bin and they sell it by weight. And I've often found, too, if you go in there and you buy a bunch of other stuff and just grab a couple of off-cuts, they usually just throw that in for free. It's almost like they're just giving away their garbage. Um, so a lot of the sheet plastic materials that I have in uh, uh, in the shop over there um, are all off-cuts that I got either for really cheap or for free. Which is awesome if you're working on anything that's smaller than a foot squared, which many of the things I work on are. Um, what else? We use PETG for making visors. So when we made um, uh, the visors for Adam Savage's spacesuit, we went and got a giant four by eight, four foot by eight foot sheet of PETG, cut it into smaller pieces for our uh, vacuum former, and I believe I got that full sheet from Calsac Plastics. Um, but, uh, oh, pages adding, pages adding notes, 3d printing filament. Is that what we're talking about next? Okay. Um, I get all of my 3d printing filament from Joel, the 3d printing nerd. He just gives me whatever he has extra. (laughs) Um, all joking aside, there are a lot of good options on Amazon. I personally get mine from, uh, Matter Hackers, there you go. Good link in the chat there from Paige. Um, Matter Hackers are awesome and similar to Smooth On. If you have questions about materials or machines or filaments, give them a call, tweet at them. They would be more than happy to help you out. Make sure you get exactly the thing you need uh, for the project you're working on. Um, otherwise, just make sure you're getting filament that's the right size for your machine and the right type of filament for what you're trying to accomplish. I mostly go with ABS plastic because my Ultimaker is set up to run ABS perfectly. So that's I just I don't mess around. I just get 
the Matter Hackers Pro ABS because it's rock solid. It's really awesome. Uh, and I usually just roll with that. I also have a roll of purple ABS that Joel gave me, and I don't know where it came from. Is it aggressive? It's fairly aggressive. I saw, actually, Paige, I saw a pickup truck yesterday that was aggressively purple. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, we did a video with Joel over on Evan and Caitlin's channel. Uh, In fact, if Paige can find a link to that and drop it in the chat, it'd be amazing. Um, And he wanted to paint something purple, but he specifically said it needed to be aggressively purple. Um, So there you go. 3D printing filament. I defer to the better knowledge from the folks over at Matter Hackers. Um... Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. I got a lot more materials to chew through and not enough time. Fortunately, I have a lot more coffee. Um, I talked about uh, Sintra or PVC foam. Uh, PVC pipes are also very useful, and I just get those from the hardware store. Um, I don't know if that if in other countries pvc pipe are is as ubiquitous as it here is in, in, as it is here in the united states but you can wander into any hardware store and have just a crazy range of pvc pipes and a bunch of different sizes and shapes uh, i do recommend test fitting all of your couplings and elbow joints and whatever you're using test fit it in the store make sure everything fits together before you buy it all uh, and it's really cheap so it doesn't hurt to buy a few extra couplers or whatever specific hardware things you might need and I always have a couple of different diameters of PVC pipe just kind of laying around uh, in the shop. Again, it's crazy cheap. It doesn't hurt to always have a little bit extra on hand. All right, let's see. Um, uh, looking for questions in the chat. All right, we're doing okay. Let's talk about the next material, which is leather. So you can totally use uh, faux leather or a vinyl for a lot of uh, what you need to accomplish with a costume or for a prop. But it, I think it's really great to have some leather on hand if you're wrapping the handle of a prop, like a sword or a dagger. Um, just have some leather on hand to add that nice, authentic touch to something. And I get leather from a local leather working store here in Seattle called McPherson's Leather. Uh, They're really fantastic. Uh, They have an amazing selection. Uh, Similar to the plastic store, they have uh, a a scrap bin where you can just buy leather by weight. Even if you're going in there to get a full hide for like a saddle or something crazy that you're making, it's worth going through the scrap bin and grabbing a couple of extra just things to have on hand uh, that you can cut into strips, again, for wrapping around the handle. Um, Always worth having more leather on hand than you think you need. We have a big old pile in there. Bunch of different colors, bunch of different uh, types of leather, textures, and weights. Uh, McPherson's is a a local Seattle branch or a Seattle store, but uh, Tandy Leather is a national chain. We also have a Tandy in Seattle, although I've never been there, just because uh, if I drive north, the first one I run into is McPherson, so I just go there, and then Tandy is even further. I believe it's up in the U District. Um, Tandy will have lots of awesome, amazing stuff, too. Uh, I love going there um, for, even if it's not just for leather. Well, first of all, it smells incredible in there. It's just wonderful. Uh, the staff is really used, or really uh, helpful and and uh, friendly, uh, at least at the McPherson's. 
Um, hardware, so buckles, snaps, all of that stuff. There is such an astonishing collection there, and it's crazy cheap. So, like a even just like a plastic snap buckle, you buy Joanne's for like twelve dollars. It's going to be like a dollar fifty at the leatherworking store. Do not get buckles. Do not get snaps. Do not get any of that stuff from craft stores. It's marked up like no joke, like five hundred percent. Um, leather working stores have the real deal stuff, metal hardware. It's really robust and it's crazy cheap. Um, tons and tons of really good stuff to get from leather working stores. They have awesome tools, tools that are really good for working on foam. Uh, and of course, tons and tons of leather. All right, let's keep pressing forward. I see that Paige is keeping the notes all up to date. Thank you, Paige. This is going to be a really really great post later on um yeah oh mr certainly says for cheap decorative snaps buckles how do you feel about ebay sellers um i've heard a lot of people can have really great luck on ebay i usually don't bother because i like to go to uh, mcpherson's and browse their stock they have tons of decorative stuff um i've never gone in there and not found what i needed um, but again, I'm spoiled. I understand I'm spoiled. I live in Seattle. I have more than one leather working store to pick from. Uh, but if you don't, then maybe eBay is a good option for you. Okay, let's keep moving through here. Uh, let's talk about thermoplastics. And I'll be honest, it's not a topic I know an awful lot about, but I'm talking about things like Wonderflex or Warbla or Kydex or Thibra. Uh, we actually have some in-house. I haven't really had a chance to play with any of them. I haven't had a good reason to anyway. Um, but you can get Warbler from all kinds of places. In fact, I'm pretty sure the Tap Plastics uh, up in Bellevue sells Warbler. But also, there are some online retailers, including our friend Yaya Han. You can go to Yaya Han's website and buy all kinds of cosplay stuff. But she specifically has a thermal plastic section with big old sheets of Warbla and Warbla's black art and Warbla's pearly white, which I have not heard of until right now. And the uh, transparent, transpare art. Uh, that's kind of what's available there in, in Warbla land. Uh, but there are lots of other thermal plastics available. Burp, dropping a link in the old chat there for you guys. So, for example, um, there's Thibra. Uh, and then Kydex, some of this stuff you might actually find at a leatherworking store. It's really, um, uh, it's, it's used frequently for making like gun holsters and leather workers do that. And so they also, um, sometimes carry Kydex, which is a thermoplastic. You heat it up, you press it over your, your gun and they pull it off and you got a perfectly shaped thing to put your gun in. Um... So that is thermoplastics. Oh, I should also mention that it is possible to make your own, uh, uh, kind of make your own thermoplastics. One of the um, complaints that people have about thermoplastics is the price. You can get your own, uh, they're, they're like beads of plastic. Um, if someone in the chat remembers what the stuff is Insomorph? called, what was that page? Instamorph? That sounds right. Um, I'll look it up right now. Page is on it. All right. Uh, you can put together your own thermoplastics. It's cheaper that way. You just got to put in a little bit more effort. Yeah, Instamorph is what people are saying. We'll have a link, again, for all of this stuff in the show notes. Um, 
Yeah, there you go. Everyone's like, yo, it's Instamorph. Friendly Plastic is another one. Cool. Awesome. Uh, again, we haven't um, we haven't really dove into that world too much, but you know who has? Our friend Svetlana over at Kamui Cosplay. Uh, so if you want to learn about w working with thermal plastics, a couple of things. Um, our friend uh, Folkenstall has a book, which is actually available on our website if you want to go grab that. And then Kamui Cosplay is really the place you want to go for learning about working with Warbler and other thermoplastics. Um, she's got a bunch of fantastic ebooks, well worth it. Um, armor, props, uh, yeah, she's even got a phone book out now, which is fantastic. Um, there's a pattern here, the supervillain pattern that, that she made. Oh, look, she sells our book too. What a great store. I love it. Uh, anyway, Everything thermoplastics, go check out Kamui Cosplay. Um, all right. Yes, buy my books. Buy my books. Buy my books. Buy my horn. Buy my horn. <laughs> Let's keep moving. That has been the thermoplastics hour. Uh, another thing I don't know an awful lot about is fabric. Actually, Paige, on the bottom row over there, there's a binder with a bunch of fabric okay. things in there. Um, when I don't know much about about uh, a certain material or tool I defer to my friends who um, know a lot more about them so again our friend Yaya Han pulls through and she has her own line of cosplay fabrics oh my goodness and uh, this is a sample oh by the way any of these materials if any of the suppliers have sample packs that they'll send you get them they're awesome uh but yeah this is so cool i can go through and be like there's what that is and that's what it feels like and oh that fell out we'll just we'll just tuck that back in there but i can um there we go this is a good example this is four-way stretch pleather uh this is what a big sheet looks like and then these are all the colors it comes in which is really cool so, I can go, hey, I'm making X costume. I need a fabric that looks like this. And I can go through this and pick out one that is close. Uh, which is awesome, because then I don't have to leave and go to the fabric store and wander around like I don't know what I'm talking about. Because, let's face it, I don't. Uh, so, I just defer to uh, Yaya Han when it comes to picking out fabrics, because she knows her stuff. What else? Oh, I, and I bet I bet um, Svetlana has a book on sewing, too. That's probably worth checking out. <laughs> uh, and I wish I had more to tell you guys about fabric, but I really don't know much about it. So, deferring to a, a higher power. Uh, can we get that binder? Uh, well, actually, let's go to cosplayfabrics.com and see if there's an option to order one. Let's see here. Um, Yaya sent me that herself so um, that was nice of her look at that mm, pretty fantastic uh, where to buy can I buy a sampler let's see here um, probably probably have to poke around and see if there's a place to order a sample 
thing. Yeah, so I'll let you guys do that. Poke around on the website. I'm not going to do it all right now. I already have my book. Um, we're going to get into paint in just a second, uh, but I wanted to just point out that uh, paint is another great thing where having a sample to look at in person can be super, super helpful so that you can see what it actually looks like before you go and order it online, before you go to the store. Uh, all right. Awesome. Let's keep moving. Let's talk about wood. Yes, Danny Vossman says, next challenge, learn more about sewing. I know. I do need to learn more about sewing. All right. Um, wood doesn't get used a ton in prop making, but it's the sort of thing that's always useful to have around. So I'm talking about like MDF or plywood or hardwood. Um, I've made props out of MDF before. Usually they get sealed and molded and cast because MDF is heavy. Um, it soaks up moisture like you won't believe, which is bad. It makes it swell. Um, there are a lot of reasons to not just carry around an MDF prop. Uh, mostly they're just crazy heavy. But it still can be used uh, to great effect uh, when you're making uh, your props. It's fairly cheap. Um, the dust is bad, though. Don't breathe the dust. It's got formaldehyde in it. Uh, yeah, but plywood, hardwood, hardwoods can be pretty good if you're making the blade of a sword, something long and thin, but still kind of strong, so long as you make it go with the grain. Again, we just keep small piles of this stuff around in the shop just because it's so useful. Maybe for building a jig to hold a prop that you're working on. All sorts of uh, useful uses for wood. I get all of mine just from the hardware store, um, the, the normal big box store. I don't usually get any special fancy types of wood uh, if i do need something like that um there's a rockler woodworking store uh near here and um like if i want to have really cool wooden grips on something that i want to actually use that hardwood and have it look like hardwood um, but i honestly i have not done very much of that at all i uh, mostly just use wood for utilitarian purposes uh, for making shelves and and uh, jigs and, and stuff like that and I just get all that stuff from the hardware store. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Let's talk about glue. Glue, we could, boy, I could have a whole episode on glue. Uh, specifically, though, someone was asking about using barge contact cement versus DAP weldwood. Um, so they are both contact adhesives. You brush glue on one side, you brush glue on the other side, you wait for five minutes, and then you stick them together. Uh, barge is kind of uh, known to be the standard. Um, there are other contact adhesives. There's one called Drop uh, that I've used is very good. Um, in the UK, I used Alpha Thixofix. That's what our friends uh, Artifix uses over there. Uh, there are a lot of different contact adhesives out there. Here in the States, Barge, you can usually order from Amazon. That's how I get mine. But leatherworking stores sell it too. So Tandy or um, or McPherson's probably have has uh, uh, barge. It's usually used for like fixing shoes or gluing leather together. Uh, the DAP Weldwood is similar. It's just generally not as good as uh, the barge that we use. I have found, however, that if I have to, I can use... Uh, DAP Weldwood in the red can, not the green can, the red can. Uh, the green is water-based and it's not very good, especially not on foam. Uh, in the red can, 
It will work fairly well on EVA foam. I just find that I need to brush on a layer of the glue on both sides, let it dry for about five minutes, brush a second layer on, nice and thin, let that dry for about five minutes, and then stick it together. And I found that that provides a really, really great bond. Um, Mr. Certainly says some craft stores sell barge, but beware of the insane markup. They do get marked up quite a bit. Um, Oh, and you know what? I wanted to point out, too, that uh, leatherworking stores, or at least McPherson's, uh, if you have a business, um, you can bring in your uh, business number, your EIN or your UBI number, and open a business account with them and get a uh, pretty great discount. That's also where we get our um, Angelus leatherworking paints. So, and it's, it's something like a $6 bottle of paint I can get for like 4 bucks. It's a, it's a pretty good... Um, uh, discount. So if you have a business um, and you have uh, uh, your credentials, then you can also uh, get a pretty good discount. Uh, other adhesives. So contact cement we use a lot. I also use hot glue and super glue and wood glue and five minute epoxy. Most of that stuff you can just get from the hardware store. Um, specifically with super glue though, um, I'll either order that on Amazon or um, a hobby store near me. So we have a uh, Hobby Town USA. Um, there's a, a bunch of them in the Seattle area, and they carry the super glue that I like and the accelerant that I like in different viscosities and uh, uh, the uncure, the stuff to get super glue off of you. They sell all of that all at hobby stores. Um, if you haven't wandered into a hobby store lately, uh, I recommend it. There's a ton of great tools and materials and glues and stuff and paints that they have there. Um, I got springs there. Um, you can get small uh, tools, like for doing really fine work, like files and little cutting tools. Uh, styrene plastic in a crazy range of shapes and sizes. Uh, hobby stores are fantastic for a lot of uh, prop and costume making stuff. Uh, Gamer260 says, I've had good luck with the Bob Smith stuff. That's the Bob Smith uh, super glue. Uh, that's the same stuff I use, and I like it a lot. I usually go with the medium viscosity, the gap-filling viscosity. Um, I do have one that's more of a gel. I don't use it that often, um, but it's kind of nice to have that gel uh, as an option every once in a while. And then I also have the really thin stuff for when you need it to really kind of flow. So I have all the super glues for every single occasion. Um, other adhesives, like I said, hot glue, um, wood glue, five minute epoxy is really great to have on hand. Uh, all available from the hardware store or of course on Amazon. Um, trying to think if there are any other adhesives that are worth having. I mean, there probably are there. Actually, I'm going to drop in my favorite website this to that.com oh spray adhesive super 77 is always really good to have on hand uh this to that.com i'll give you i know everyone who's seen this already is probably sick of me talking about it but you can say i want to attach uh, metal to wood let's glue and it says oh you could use lepage's metal epoxy or jb weld or this one uh, if you're gluing small pieces of metal to wood or small pieces of wood to metal if you have a large amount of surface area, you, they recommend this other stuff. So it's not just giving you recommendations. It's giving you um, uh, recommendations based on circumstance, which is crazy useful. Uh, anyway, this to that.com. If you're looking for 
if you're looking for advice on glues. Corium9 says, have you ever used PDR in your hot glue guns? I don't know what PDR is. I know what PBR is, but not PDR. Uh, let's see, Chez Raws says, uh, in Canada, barge is impossible to find. When you can, it has different ingredients. I've actually had friends of mine from north of the wall uh, order barge, have it mailed to my house, and then pick it up when they're in town and then drive back up into Canada with it. Um, I'm not going to say who those friends are, lest the Mounties go after them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, and Corium 9 is also curious about the mixing needles you can attach to epoxy syringes those are really cool and useful um i usually don't use them i just mix my epoxy by hand um i don't do enough work with epoxy to really justify burning through a lot of those mixing syringes um mix certainly says aside from seattle where are good cities or regions for getting supplies in person probably well la for sure um atlanta for sure probably new york city um these are all places I've been to. There are probably other ones that I haven't been to, uh, but I wouldn't know. So, but those areas for sure. All right. I think we've beaten our adhesives to death. Let's move on to the next one. We only have a couple more things. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Twin Finney DIY says leather shops in Oregon. Perhaps up oh, there we go. Paige, who used to live in Portland, says Oregon Leather Company. Very good. Fantastic. Thank you, Paige. Uh, let's talk about paint. After I take a sip of my delicious coffee. So, paints are, again, we could have a whole episode just on paint. But I'm going to cover the basics. Um, if you're doing a lot of stuff with spray paint or like Plasti Dip or anything like that, uh, your hardware store has got you covered, right? Now, I will recommend going to more than one hardware store because, um, like, Lowe's has their brands that they carry and Home Depot has their brands that they carry, and they're different. And the mixture of what's in those cans may vary state by state. I know that Krylon, which I like, Krylon Fusion specifically, up here in Washington, I've heard that they use a different formula, different, better formula than in California. Apparently, the formula is different in California to comply with their environmental rules, and it's not as good. That's what I've heard anyway, so I recommend trying different brands, um, uh, depending on where you live, and see what you like the best. The most important thing to do is to read the can. Whatever spray paint you buy, read the can. It will tell you everything you need to do to prepare for painting, and then also what your drying times and recoating times. So it may say um, recoat before one hour after the last layer or after 24 hours. There's a window where you should not touch it. You should not spray more paint on it. But if you read the back of your can, you'll find out uh, exactly what those, uh, those timings are. Um, so that's spray paint. We do a lot of work with model paints. So um, Tamiya model paints or we have uh, airbrush paints like Createx. Um, uh, what was the other? I can't think of other mo golden paints. Um, some of those you can get from art stores. So I got golden golden paints. I have I got from an Aaron Brothers art store, which is now unfortunately out of business. Uh, but when they were going out of business, I got a great deal on all those golden paints. Um, 
most of those things I get from hobby stores or on Amazon or from their own website. So Createx has just a ton of different crazy options um, designed for, uh, usually designed for airbrush. So the airbrush colors are where I start if I'm going to get some of these guys here. They have transparent, opaque, uh, pearlized, uh, they have and then adhesives and stuff. Uh, but if you just want normal stuff, the opaque and uh, transparent or opaque and fluorescent colors. Uh, so opaque means it's going to cover really well, and it's just blue. So um, these are specifically designed for an airbrush, and they're really great. Um, I've actually found there's a I can't remember what the name of the store was, but there was an art store in Seattle that covered or carried a lot of Createx stuff. Uh, but usually I just order this stuff from Amazon. Uh, it seems to be the easiest way to do it. Uh, what else? I wanted to cover. Uh, there, You will also find specialty paints. Um, if you dip your toe into the world of automotive painting, that's a whole other thing. Um, but just know that you may have to wander into some other uh, niches to get some of the really cool best effects from your paints. Um, I haven't done much with automotive or catalyzed paints, but I have done a bunch with things like specialty lacquers, like metalizer lacquers that tested or tested testers cells. Uh, or you've probably heard me talk about all clad paints. Um, one of the frustrating things about all clad is you can't just order them from their website. And uh, I don't know if Amazon has more of them available or not, uh, but usually. I go to, if I click on buy, it'll tell you and go to the United States. It'll give me a list of places to go buy it. So um, in Washington State near me, the only place that is kind of guaranteed to carry it is Skyway Model, um, which I didn't even know was a place until I was looking for <laughs> places to buy all clad. It's an adorable little model shop. They have tons of really great stuff and a great selection of paints, including those all clad uh, paint. So if you want a really shiny, uh, super, super nice chrome-ish finish, all clads are great for that. Um, let's see here. It's a Trap says he likes the Sculpt Metal paints. Um, I don't know what those ones are specifically, but if you could send us a link in the chat, that'd be amazing. Um, but a lot of the stuff we do is Tamiya's, just from the hobby store, or we do a lot of stuff with Angela's leather paint, which I get from the leatherworking store. Um, actually, I took a photo of all my paints. Let me just double check and make sure that I covered all of them. Uh, we have, I don't know if this will come through on the, on the um, camera, but I will try. I have, yeah, that kind of works. Those are all of my paints, and I split them up basically by brand. There we go. Uh, in their own bins. So I've got um, oh my Liquitex heavy body paints. Usually I get those from the art store or Michaels or Joann's uh, or on Amazon. Um, we have some fabric paints. We have just basic acrylics. Um, yeah, I think I covered everything. Uh, a lot of this stuff is available just on Amazon, too. And we'll try and have links to as many things as possible in the show notes. Uh, let's see. Silent Warlock says, do you prefer spray paints or airbrushes? I prefer the uh, airbrush. Um, just a greater degree of control, greater degree of color options and types of paints you can use. 
Um, you don't when you buy a can of spray paint, most of that is the accelerant to blast it out of there. You're not actually getting a lot of volume of paint for the price. So it's not the most economic way, but it is convenient. Just know that when you're buying spray paint, you're paying for convenience, not not necessarily paying for paint. Um, oh, It's a Trap was talking about Sculpt Nouveau coatings. Yes, uh, Sculpt Nouveau is fantastic they have their own metal coating paints that they use in conjunction with their um their uh oxidizers to get really great realistic and real uh uh, rusty and patina finishes those are awesome again we can have a whole episode just on paint all right just a couple more things i'm glad you guys are sticking around while i ramble on and on here Oh, uh, Vex Effect says Rub and Buff is also basically a paint. Yeah, Rub and Buff is amazing. It's a wax metallic paint. Um, and I usually get that from like art stores. So Joann's or Michael's or any other craft stores should have them. Um, they might actually be in the framing section. People use them to make uh, picture frames look fancy. Lots and lots of options. Okay. Let's talk about metal. Uh... I don't, we don't do a lot with metal, obviously, um, but there are, you know, uh, things that come up, like making a vacuum form table. You may need some metal. The hardware stores around here have, like, a metal section with different, like, rods and, and tubes and um, bar stock and all kinds of stuff. Now, this isn't the most cost-effective uh, method. Uh, there's quite a markup on that sort of stuff, but it is super convenient to just go to the hardware store and basically get everything you need. Um, but you aren't going to have as many options as there are out there. So you may not be able to get something in the thickness that you want or the length that you want or the width that you want or the shape that you want. Uh, so if you are having trouble finding metal that you want uh, for your specific project, then you can go uh, with an online store or you can look for a specialty metal supplier near you. Now, again, I live in Seattle, and there are several of those uh, near the greater Seattle area. Uh, just know that if you're buying stuff there, sometimes they have a lower limit um, on how much you have to spend. Uh, a lot of those places are used to dealing in large volumes. So, uh, for example, I went to a place nearby that that I, I found I could they had a scrap bin and you can go and pick out scrap but you had to spend at least like 35 bucks so um i left with way more metal than i thought i needed i was making something this big you know i ended up with all kinds of aluminum i think that was for my um han solo belt buckle but there are online options like i said i think it's onlinemetals.com i believe is the store let me double check before i send you there and yeah that's it so this i'm not affiliated with this website i just found it and it's really great um online metals i want aluminum tube uh you can order it based on the type of aluminum you want Uh, all kinds of really great options here uh yeah you can buy it from there it's really really handy these guys happen to be in the Seattle area, which is awesome, because if I order it from their website, it'll get to my house in like a day, which is really great, but they ship everywhere. Uh, you may have a metal supplier near you, so it's worth shopping around and looking around in case you need that sort of thing. Uh, all right, I have a couple more miscellaneous things to mop up 
but that's just about it. If you guys have any questions, please drop them in the chat. I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Uh, one of the other materials is latex rubber. We used to get um, poly latex 60 from Polytech, although they have discontinued it, so we're going to have to figure out an alternative. Um, that's another case where you're going to have to see what's available near you. Um, another alternative to latex would be uh, creature cast, which is a neoprene, and that's just from creature cast website, uh, which comes out of Portland, Oregon. Although I don't know if it ships out of Portland, it may not. But Mark, the guy that runs the the site, uh, is in Portland. Yeah, Pacific Northwest. Uh, another one. Uh, I can't remember. Someone was asking about this like a week or two ago. Chainmail. Now, you can totally make your own chainmail. You can get a metal wire, run it around a, a rod to make like a spring, and then cut it and get little loops and then make your own chainmail. But that's an awful lot of work, and you can just buy pre-made rings. So it depends on if you want to spend your time doing that or just pay a premium to have them made. Uh, what's the website? Ringlord. Theringlord.org, is this it? I think that's where I yeah this looks about right um in the past I know we purchased rings from these guys you can purchase like uh, little scales and wacky colored scales and wacky colored rings there's all kinds of bonkers stuff uh you can get kits there's all so many things available now jewelry supplies projects and kits which is pretty cool um you can probably get um section yeah this is a four in one kit you can get sections of pre-made uh, uh bits of of chainmail that should save you a ton of time or you can just get the already made rings let's see here if we got a rings uh based on the material and i know a lot of people will say oh chainmail should be steel right because that's what chainmail was made out of when it was useful I would suggest that you get aluminum. You can get aluminum uh, anodized, so if you need it to be a specific color, you can do that. Uh, it's cost effective, it's lightweight, which believe it or not, when you're wearing that thing around uh, all day at a convention, you're gonna thank me for recommending you get aluminum instead of steel because it's gonna be drastically lighter. Uh, it's also softer than steel, so it's a lot easier to work with. Um, so unless there's a really good reason why you want to use uh, actual steel for the rings in your uh, chainmail, I recommend getting uh, getting yourself some aluminum ones. Let's see here. Uh, but also look, there's tons of other copper, bronze, enameled stuff, um, stainless steel. You can make, they have rings that are rubber, I think. Uh, plastic, yeah, rubber rings are really good if you need something to be flexible. Titanium, geez, so many options. So that's chainmail. Uh, and then what else do I have here? Last thing I have on here is just hardware, like screws, um, nuts and bolts, that sort of stuff. Uh, most of the time, I just go to the hardware store, but a lot of times I find that there are things that I don't. I can't find, especially if they are metric. I know a lot of you guys are from outside the United States and you are enlightened and you use a better system of measuring than we do. I get that. Uh, but since I'm here, I'm stuck with imperial measurements. Uh, I try and get metric whenever I can just because it's easier 
An M3, what's that? Oh, it's three millimeters. Boy, that certainly makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? The good news is we do have some fastener stores around here like uh, Fastenal. Um, there's a more local one called Tacoma Screw uh, where you can go and get uh, taps and dies and hardware, nuts, bolts, all sorts of really great stuff for attaching your prop and costume pieces together. Um, yeah. There you go. And I recommend, too... Oh, uh, Feathered Phoenix, going back to Chainmail, says, Aluminum doesn't rust. That's right. That's a good good point. Uh, when it comes to nuts and bolts and screws, always buy way more than you need. Um, when I was putting together my Blade Runner gun, which is right there... Um, I use mostly M3 and M4 and some M2 screws, uh, and I bought them by the 100. So the M3 by 10 screws that I got, so they're 10 millimeters tall, I bought like 300 of those because I think 100 was like 6 bucks, and I'd rather spend an additional $6 and not run out than run out and have to scramble to find like three more M3 screws. Um, so that's... That's my thing on screws. Uh, I don't see any additional questions in the chat, so I think we covered pretty much everything. Uh, and Paige has been doing a great job of keeping notes in the show notes. Thanks, Paige. So there will be a full list of all of this stuff, including links uh, in the show notes when this episode comes out in a couple days on our website. Uh, so look, look forward to that. I want to thank all of the wonderful prop tarts for hanging out with us today in the chat. You guys are wonderful. I see our buddy Bjorn just showed up, another Pacific Northwest fella. Doop. Uh, if you want to learn about leatherworking, by the way, go follow that guy. He knows what he's talking about. Let's see. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Thank you to our patrons. Again, PunishedProps.com. Sorry, Patreon.com slash PunishedProps. Uh, head on over there, consider throwing us a dollar a week to help support what we do, and you'll get access to behind-the-scenes vlogs, uh, early access to our build videos, and extra credit videos for all of those build videos. Uh, thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, because of you guys that we have this shop, and I, uh, and we can pay Paige. She appreciates that an awful lot. Uh, and Everett is here, our, uh, our uh, other member of our team. He's just been the silent homunculus hanging out over there yeah. hey. Hey. so it's because of your guys support that we can pay these guys and get lots of awesome work done uh speaking of the big thing that we've been working on is getting our black friday sale ready which comes out uh next week so look forward to that lots of new products lots of deals on current products uh it's going to be awesome so look forward to that. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out. I think that's going to do it for today uh, for the podcast. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, and hang around next week because we'll be doing some work from the shop. Thanks again. and We'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>